You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Good morning. So today is one of our uh, healing services, which is where we really focus on the healing ministry of Jesus and provide an opportunity to receive healing for ourselves or to pray for healing, but also to pray for others' healing. And today, if this is a strange thing to say slightly, we're looking at one of my favourite healings of Jesus, which maybe sounds a bit strange, but it is. It's one of my favourite healings of Jesus. And it's covered in all of the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. So you'll find this in Matthew, Mark and Luke. And the Synoptic Gospels just mean they contain content very similar to one another. So let me set the scene for you. Jesus has just healed a man miraculously of leprosy. And um, despite Jesus telling this man, please don't go off and tell him anyone, but go off to the temple, this man basically ignores him and goes off and tells everyone. And we read in Mark 1.45, instead, the man that Jesus healed went and began to talk freely, spreading the news. Good news really does travel fast. So I'm going to read what kind of essentially happens next. So I'm reading from Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 12. A few days later when Jesus again entered Capernaum the people heard that he had come. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door and he preached the word to them. Some men came bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then he lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith he said to the paralyzed man son your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts and he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralysed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone and they praised God saying, We have never seen anything like this. This amazed everyone. This amazed everyone. I'm amazed when I read this story. I'm amazed when I see it being reproduced on the screen. How I would have loved to have been there, perched maybe up on the roof, to witness what was going on. But there are two things that particularly amaze me. There's three things that particularly 
amaze me. The faith of the friends, the faith of the paralysed man, and I'm amazed at Jesus. And those are the three things that I just want to cover this morning. The first thing that amazes me is the faith of the friends. We read in verse 2, there was no room left, not even outside the door. That was the first obstacle they came across. They heard Jesus was back in town. They picked him up, carried him. Obstacle number one, they couldn't even get close. But that was not enough to stop them. Verse 2, it says, Jesus preached the word to them. So Jesus was not actually healing anybody at the time. He was preaching the word. Now, I wonder if, if someone came in this morning and heard me preaching, would they just come straight through the door regardless? I think maybe we would have shuffled to the side and sat on the back row and waited for the service to finish, but not these friends. They were determined to carry out their task. They were not afraid to interrupt Jesus or cause a scene. And ultimately, of course, there was the roof. They had a plan. They could see a way of getting their friend to Jesus, but it says they had to dig through the roof. Nothing was going to stop those friends bringing that man to Jesus. I wonder what stops us bringing our friends and family to Jesus. Are we maybe a bit concerned that they might wonder what is going on. Are, they concern, are, they, are we concerned? They might think, well, I don't want to interrupt them. Are they thinking, I don't want to cause a scene? Their faith and belief was critical in the healing of this man. And a question I have for all of us today is, who do we need to be carrying to Jesus today? I'm also fascinated that Jesus did more than they asked for. So they took him clearly because he was paralysed and they wanted him to walk again. But Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him, that is Jesus, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. This is one of those examples where Jesus does immeasurably more than we can ask for or imagine. They present this man to Jesus. And they believe that Jesus could feel, heal him physically. But what they were not expecting was for him to be healed spiritually. Verse 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralysed man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Yes, the man walked out on legs made new, but he also walked out with a life made new. His sins were forgiven. He received the ultimate healing. 
They brought the man to Jesus. I don't know if you may have heard of someone called Albert McMackin. And I'm reading from Nicky Gumbel, Questions of Life. Has anyone heard of Albert McMackin? He was a 24-year-old farmer who had recently come to faith in Christ. He was so full of enthusiasm that he filled a truck with people and took them to a meeting to hear about Jesus. There was a good-looking farmer's son whom he was especially keen to get to a meeting, but this young man was hard to persuade. He was busy falling in and out of love with different girls and did not seem to be attracted to Christianity. Eventually, Albert McMackin managed to persuade him to come by asking him to drive the truck. When they arrived, Albert's guest decided to go in and was spellbound and began to have thoughts he had never known before. He went back again and again until one night he went forward and gave his life to Jesus Christ. That man, that driver of the truck, was Billy Graham. The year was 1934. Since then, Billy Graham has led thousands to faith in Jesus Christ. We cannot all be like Billy Graham, but we can be like Albert McMackin. We can all bring our friends to Jesus. The men brought their friend to Jesus for physical healing, but he also left spiritually healed. His sins were forgiven. Not only were his legs restored, but his life was restored. Maybe we need to be like Albert McMackin. Who do we need to bring to Jesus today? That was my first point. I'm amazed at the faith of the friends. My second point is I'm amazed at the faith of the man. This man had been lowered down through the roof. He disrupted a teacher in front of a large crowd. He was the centre of attention and I imagine everyone is watching And in front of everyone, he must have been really aware of his predicament, that his legs didn't work. And then in front of everybody, Jesus turns to him and says his sins were forgiven. How strange. I wonder how it would feel if Jesus was to turn to us in front of a large crowd and say, Paul, your sins are forgiven. Roy, your sins are forgiven. I wonder how I would feel knowing that Jesus knew my sins and yet he still forgives them. Then Jesus turns to the man in verse 11 and says, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. I would have loved to have been there. I'd have loved to have seen what would have happened. I wonder how the man 
felt. I wonder at that point if there was any sensation in his legs. I wonder if the words came first and the healing came second. The scriptures sadly don't tell us. But what we do know, we know that in verse 12 it says, he got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. Wow. What a test of faith. In front of this crowd, Jesus says to him, get up, take your mat and go home. Now in the video, you could see some friends helping him, but it doesn't tell us in scripture that that happens. It doesn't tell us that Jesus bent down and took his hand and helped him. It doesn't give us anything like that. So I'm going to today choose to imagine that the man had to do it by himself. That he had to stand up. And what came first? Was it the movement or was it the healing? Or maybe it doesn't really matter. All I know is I am amazed at the faith of the man. When Jesus told him to get up, he did Can you imagine the scene when all of the friends piled down off the roof and they met together and were able to hug and jump and laugh and scream? What a healing. And my final point, I'm amazed at Jesus. I'm amazed at his ability to respond to the people (coughs) and situation around him. There he was, busy preaching, and he's fairly rudely interrupted. It's not just someone's kind of going off to the toilet or someone's just coming in a bit late. No, the ceiling starts collapsing around him. Dirt would have been coming down, straw would have been coming down. You could hear the house owners on the video going, what are you doing to my roof? Jesus observes it all. And I'm amazed that he just seems to take it all in his stride. He's not sticking to his three-point sermon, that he's preaching to the crowd. No, he's prepared to meet the need as it is presented to him. And there's a bit of a kicker in here. Because once again, his divinity was being questioned. The teachers of the law thought Jesus was blaspheming. Verse 7, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus had faced this question before. After Jesus was baptised in the river Jordan, he was led into the desert to be tempted. And out of those three temptations, those tests, Two of them specifically were to get Jesus to question his divinity. Matthew 4, verse 3 and 6, the devil says to him, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God. Because in Jewish teaching, even the Messiah could not forgive sins. Only God. 
So was Jesus the Messiah? Was he the son of man? Was he God? He was all of those things. But in this moment, in front of everybody, having been questioned by the teachers of the Pharisees of the law, basically saying, who do you think you are, Jesus? Do you think you're God? And Jesus says, yes. For they failed to recognise who Jesus really was. Because the Son of God does have authority to forgive sins. So in the middle of all that was going on, Jesus is not distracted from who he is and what he is called to do. In the same way, the friends are not put off by the crowds from getting to Jesus. Jesus is not put off by other people's expectations or situations in which he finds himself. I am amazed at the man. So I'm amazed at the crowd and I'm amazed at Jesus. I love the faith of the friends and how they overcame obstacles of sensibility and physicality they carried on. I'm amazed at the faith of the man and his response to Jesus when he is told to get up and walk. And I'm amazed at Jesus who, despite everything, meets the needs not just of the man, but everyone there by saying, look, I am the son of man, the son of God. Today, you might not need to be healed physically, but Jesus says, I can also heal you spiritually. Our reading concludes, this amazed everyone and they praised God. Amen.